Hey everybody, uh, Evan here. Big thanks for Roughneck Scarves, uh, roughneckscarves.com, and the beautiful game network, bgn.fm, for uh, for sponsoring this episode. It's a You Play We Don't with uh, your captain, Bethlehem Steel number 45, James Chambers. Um, oh man, and I don't want to say a whole paragraph or a whole you know three-minute spiel, but... Um, the club could not have, have found a better guy to lead these kids in this team, uh, hands down. Um, such a kind guy off the field, at least, uh, in terms of just his openness, his candor. He's got a great personality. He's just a very, very wonderful gentleman. Um, and on the field, he's not half bad either. Um, most games played, most starts, most shots on goal. Um, a whole lot of records that he has that, that Bethlehem Steel uh, will probably struggle to find someone who will replace them with the professionalism and the, you know, just teaching experience and things like that. Um, so I'll stop gushing over him. I told him this was the big F off uh, fanboy over the players that I talked to part. And so here it is. Uh, without further ado, no, this is uh, a really good interview. It took place in the Philadelphia Union's press conference room, so sorry if it's a little echoey. Um, sorry if it might be a little quiet, but um, that being said, it's myself sitting down with Bethlehem Steel's captain, uh, Delvin's favorite son, James Chambers, and uh, I hope you enjoy it uh, as much as I enjoyed talking to him because it's always a great time. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Tommy, you know how I said I wasn't going to have, like, actual questions prepared? Or I tweeted that I wasn't going to have actual questions prepared? Yeah, well, so I actually I actually did some homework for once in my fucking life. <laughs> just, actual homework? Just ever. So nothing about this podcast, you just did general homework? Yeah, right, yeah, I, I, I did a couple of, I did a couple, like, high school calc courses. <laughs> it really, it, I didn't, it didn't go well, but... Um, and and here's my bit where I always tell players that I do the big fuck off, talk them up thing when they're not in front of me, right. so that way they can't look at me like I'm you know fanboying or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, uh, James, how's it going? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Good. How are you? I'm I'm great. Um, I I think we're the longest tenured members of the union organization because we've been here for three years. Yeah. I and no one else has. <laughs> and I'm freaking out because, and I don't know if you're going to remember this, but in 2016, you had a total of 10 yellow cards. And I want to say after your fourth yeah. was the first time I ever interviewed you. Yes, I do remember this. Okay, great. And so you were just clearly super frustrated. And I tried to ask you this big, grandiose question, like I, was, like I knew what I was doing. And you just went, oh, I think you got me painted wrong. And I, I could have sworn you were going to find me in the parking lot and take my head off. No. 
Okay, great. So, I mean, you didn't because we're here, but to go from that in 2016 to now is uh, is interesting. <laughs> it um, is. No, but we, we have a good relationship, of course. We always have a good relationship outside of, outside of soccer. Sure, sure. I think you just caught me at, you pushed the nerve at that time when I was, I was pretty I did. peed off. I did. The team told me that I couldn't say anything about that interview, but it's been two years, so I'll talk no, about I guess it. I anything. There's full disclosure here. Fair enough. Um, so you were already on uh, a mutual friend of ours, Hugh Roberts' podcast, yes. which he called the Philly Boys, even though none of you guys were actually from Philly. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a Philly boy now. I'm That's fair. That's true. You're an adopted Philly boy. Three years, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he kind of, you know, you touched on, on growing up in Ireland and things like that, so I don't want to, you know, retread his territory. So what I want to do is <laughs> let's just talk about your time here, I guess. So in, in 2016... Team went 6-14-10 and 10 with 28 points. Um, had guys like Ryan Richter, Jonesy was there, um, Derek Jones for people that don't know, Mickey Daly was kind of one of the other veteran guys and yourself. Yeah. Obviously, it's a first-year team. I, I think in the league we've seen a lot of those teams come in first year, especially MLS 2, and it doesn't really click for them. Yeah. You know, more of the same for you? Or what was kind of the mindset in terms of, you know, coming in and then at the end of the season? Yeah, well, I think, I think coming in, what, what we were told was a little bit different to what it was and I, I don't think everybody had figured out how, how the project was going to work essentially in the first year or in the first baby steps, the early stages mm -hmm. so I think that was that was frustrating and it was confusing as well you know after after coming all the way across and, and being excited about a, a new chapter that right. it, it wasn't what was portrayed but kind of settled down a little bit and obviously I had Ryan here who's, who's still a really really good friend of mine mm -hmm. and, and he was in the same boat obviously he was coming off the back of a fantastic year at Ottawa mm -hmm. and, and he got the Cosmos opportunity albeit a little bit later in the season and yeah. I think Mickey was in a, in a situation where he was just frustrated and and he had seen where where the project was going mm -hmm. obviously Austin was playing at that stage so Mickey was again we were the same age he was worried about being 28 years old and, and not playing every week, right. you know, yeah. for, for essentially a two-team, which we weren't under the impression it was at mm. the start. So that, w that was what it was, and, and I was the same, to be completely honest with you, you know. But, but like I said, I, I had some conversations with, with some people, with, with like Ernie and with Brendan and stuff, and, and settled down a little bit and understood my role then. Mm. And was that, I mean, you know, because you said you were, you know, maybe thinking about leaving after that year. Was there was there concrete offers from anybody for you, or was that more of a you know this isn't what I signed up for, I'm not really happy in this role, or or, or was it that you didn't even know what your role was, and once they finally told you, hey, you know you're going to be the guy that develops all these young kids and and is the leader, you know, was that what what settled you down? Yeah. So at the uh, in the middle of the season, it wasn't at the end of the season. The middle of the season is when when we were kind of like we we weren't we weren't particularly particularly great and, mm. and obviously there was a lot of, of moving to right. from, from below so there was a lot going on there was a lot of moving parts and you're not used to that when you play especially when you're in a team that's normally in a team that's looking to win things mm. and, and, and play in, in an experienced team so to come over it's it's a punch in the gut because like, you don't you, like I said you don't understand what's going on but then obviously I was looking there was a couple of a couple of sniffs but I wasn't too well known here, mm. so there was there was people saying that they'd, they'd have a look at me, but they'd want me to come out of my contract first, and that wasn't something that I was right. I was willing to do. Like these, these guys think I'm stupid. Like, come on, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm well, Irish. I'm not stupid. Right. So, 
that's the Scottish. Uh, so yeah, like and then and then at the like towards the end of the season, obviously people had had dispersed and gone and, and taken up new new avenues, which was which was fantastic for some of them, you know. Mm. And, and then obviously like Brendan and and the the hierarchy here had decided that they, they wanted me to stay, and that's when they sat me down and spoke with me about my role, maybe about two weeks from the end of the season, and and kind of just planted a seed in my head that would I be would I be willing to do this long term, you know? Mm. So. I was fine after I think it was about July. I, I spoke to Brendan and said, "Hey, listen, I'm, I'm okay and I'm ready. I'm ready to see out the season here. There's no issue with that, you know. Mm. It wasn't like I was going around causing trouble. That, that right, wasn't. Right. That wasn't. I think. I think my yellow cards. Like I'm, obviously, I played the game. No, I, I played the game the way I wanted to play the sure. game. Like I wanted to be played well and, and play nice football. But when it's there to nail someone, like someone needs to be nailed. So mm. that's no problem. And I think some of those yellow cards were were stupidity and. Immaturity on mm. my behalf, you know, where where I, I was coming on for for five ten minute cameos, and I'm coming on like a, a red rag to a bull. So I'm I'm just trying to nail someone just for the point of it because I wanted to get my frustration out somehow. Mm. So that's that's just stupidity, like I said. Yeah. You know, but I've learned from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, like you said, I mean, it's it's not like you're going to go out of contract and basically go on trial, especially I think with you know your your history in Ireland and, and things like that. Like that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and then yeah, I mean, like the frustration was understandable, you know, especially if it's not what you thought it was going to be, and then you're not getting as much you know playing time as you probably wanted. So, yeah. you know, and on top of that, the team was bad. Yeah, yeah. If you're not winning games and you're not playing the minutes that you want then again I was playing at a 10 some weeks so right. like it was it, look I'm, I don't want to sit here and hammer the first year that's not what it was right, I right. enjoyed it like to a certain extent but how much are you going to enjoy not playing 90 minutes every week like especially as you're getting older because everybody says it to you like they cherish the minutes because the career goes by so quickly mm. so the later you get in your career and, and you don't get as many minutes like that that's tough to take yeah. you know yeah Second year, a little better. 12, 12, and 8, 44 points. Make the playoffs. Um, you settle into to that kind of role that I think a lot of people know you for now, which is, well, the dad of the team. <laughs> the old man with, with all these kids. Um, at that point, I imagine your role's a little bit more defined. They tell you, hey, we're not going to make you play out in the wing or a 10 or anything like that. Um, you know, the kind of phrase that got bandied around a lot, especially the first year and, and to a lesser extent last year, was that the results don't matter. Um, but that was more from, from Brendan than anybody else. Uh, I know you guys, especially you pretty well, you hate losing more than probably anybody. Um, I guess, you know, talk me through that team, what that year was. You know, there was more guys came through. You saw more of that academy kind of development start to show up. Um, and you guys make the playoffs. I mean, was there a sense of validation for you in that season, or what was kind of your mindset going into last year? Yeah, because the first year, as, uh, like we, we didn't have, like I said, we were still in, in at infancy. We, we weren't fully aware of what we were. Mm -hmm. and we, weren't, we weren't great, but we weren't a million miles away from the playoffs either. Right, right. It's not like we were 20 points off. Yeah, what was it, the, I think, last game of the season that year or something? Yeah, it was like it was a loss to Orlando three. City? Yeah, and maybe I think it was two or three at, yeah. the, at the end of the season where – we were still in with a shout, essentially. Right, right. Maybe not a realistic one, but we were still in with a shout, which was wasn't the end of the world for for the team like right. that, you know. And then obviously when when I came back, I was mentally prepared and I understood what my role was. Yeah. That, hey, like 
some like I understand that we're about bringing players through, but they learn by winning games too. Mm. They also learn by losing games. But you go out every week and you get beaten. Like that's 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 tough to take. That becomes a habit. Mm. That becomes a habit and it sets in. I see some of the teams now, and I'm not going to mention them because they annoy me. But like like. Like I'm not an Angels fan, like like Richmond <laughs> sure. and TFC, like they, like in fairness, they got a good result last night. TFC, but like those yeah. teams go out and get beaten every week, and okay, they will learn from it. But like those guys don't have good habits of winning games every mm. week. Now we don't win every week, of course we don't, but we want to go and win, and, and we enjoy winning, and it becomes a good habit. And then when these guys transfer up to the first team, that winning is something that they need to be accustomed to. You know what I mean? Sports mm. is great, and it's great to partake, but hey, you're here to win. Like that's what it is, and when you step across that wide line, it's about it's about winning games, right. you know. And everybody's buzzing in the locker room when you win. Nobody's chirping or shouting around when you lose. So yeah, it adds up. Yeah. Um. You know, it was. It, it gets mentioned a lot that this is a pretty unique setup, and in you know, partly that if you play in a game, the median age of the team goes up by about a year. Um, <laughs> But also just because, you know, apart from, uh, you know, Red Bull, maybe Atlanta United, maybe Toronto kind of have the same idea where, okay, you know, this is, to use a dirty word, kind of a feeder team. You know, what was that like for you, especially to see, and obviously they're great kids. Like, I think, what, Trusty would have been there in 2017. Fontana would have gotten a couple games. Um, You know, there was kids that were coming through, and they weren't bad. Um, you know, but for, for you, I think, or for a lot of the guys, or maybe other teams in the league, to see a bunch of teenagers and then, you know, you, a pretty seasoned veteran, yelling at them, you kind of get thrown off a little bit. So, I mean, what was navigating that, you know, first year, last year, where it was, okay, it's me and a lot of teenagers, really? Because there wasn't Ryan Ricker and there wasn't Mickey Daly. There wasn't a lot of guys that were your age on, on that team. I think Corey would have been the second oldest, right? Yeah, Corey would have been the second oldest, and I think Sandy would have been, Sandy would have been third. Yeah. And they would have, they were 25 and 22 or something yeah, exactly. at that time. So, I mean, they're not, you know, old, not old no. but they have professional experience, which is a lot more than a lot of those guys. I guess Johnny McCarthy would have been up there, yeah, too. Yeah, when he but, comes down and stuff. Right. But you're, you're looking at people who are regularly in those match day squads. Right. Regularly in, albeit depending on, on numbers. But, yeah, like, like I said, I'd mentally prepared what I was coming back for. Mm. I think that, that was half the battle. Like, you don't me wrong I didn't sit at home for three weeks being like am I prepared to do it right. it was put to me and, and uh, the project was put to me and, and I enjoy it mm. you know and I, I really do like like the role that I've been given I feel I feel lucky to have it and I actually feel like someone they, they care about me like that's the thing if someone tells you that they care about you like you you go and bust your gut for them mm. even more so you know what I mean yeah. you tell someone that they're crap and they're this that and you know they're not going to do hell for you right. you know so I'll, I'll go above and beyond for for this place because of what, what I've been through and what they've done for me, mm. you know? So I, I really, really enjoy the place. But as regards the young guys coming through, I'm, I'm not the greatest player in the world. I'm far from it. But, like, I've I, I played with players where I, I just want to play football and I want to enjoy it mm. and, and I want the better players to go and flourish because that's why they're the better players. So here with, with, with the younger lads, sometimes it, it was a little bit difficult as in, like, that you – they're not maybe they're not at your level I'm not saying my level is, is at a pin mm, mm. they're not at that level in your mindset like you know because I'm the type of player that I'm not going to get the ball and dribble by two players and lay it off to someone I'm, I'm on the ball I want to move it I want to get it back I want to move it and get it back and right. the difficulty is when the young lads 
they don't realize that and and i'm left to try and do things that i i, I can't do <laughs> right you no know, i can't right, do right. that and that's where some of my frustration comes from mm. like, that's why i'm yelling and screaming at them it's not <laughs> it's not through any bad bad now sure sure no, no. it's just it it's just to teach them good habits mm. you know if you put a young guy in if you put three young guys in with with eight older lads well then the eight older lads will hammer the, the three younger guys the first couple of times you know right. that's that's just the way it is it's like mm. an apprenticeship you know you have to serve your time like and there was some some rough rough times for some of the guys there was also some really really big highs mm. you look at austin now who's ideally probably the the pinnacle of the group because he's played more or less every minute yeah. you know what i mean and he's, yeah. been, he's been fantastic he's eradicated any mistakes that he had mm. he had one i think at the first the first game he's obviously he's still learning but there was only one one i remember that stood out glaringly at the start of the season and he gave it away I think the halfway line he chased back and, and won the tackle apart from that he's been more or less flawless mm. you know he's been really really good so mm. the mistakes he made with us when it frustrated us and it was difficult we all knew what it was that we have to ride those mm. so that when he does make the jump he's further down the line and more prepared that's fine and that's where it becomes the results don't matter for us it's about it's about the union yeah you know yeah so and how is the and obviously, I mean, it's it's a little different for you probably, but how has the union organization, you think, matured in terms of figuring out what this whole system is supposed to be? Because, I mean, you were here from the beginning, and in 2016 it wasn't great. Now, you know, 2017 you have trust, and Matt Real was another guy who went from not looking too great in March to, you know, he gets his first team deal, and, you know, this year it's, it's Aronson. And, you know, have the union kind of figured out what this whole thing is a little better than than they had it two years ago? Yeah, I think we have. I think naturally, like naturally, you you start to figure things out. Everybody starts to get better at it. If, if I don't know anything about building a house and I go out and build it today, I'm mm. gonna be better tomorrow at building it. You know, so as you go on, you get more experience in things. Like, and obviously, we have some really really good people running the club right. who have certain ideas and the way things are run. And mm -hmm. Obviously, they're they're getting better at those decisions right. as well. So, right. but I, I think yeah, I think I think the key is that if do have someone who's coming up in the academy that it, we don't just throw them in and expect them to, to see how they do. We have to expose them to the group first and, and let have a betting in period essentially, you know, when mm. they come and they get used to the speed of it and then and then maybe then when they start to show that they're they're worth it the minutes and they deserve them, well then, then we start to expose them to playing time. Right. You know, because it's don't get me wrong, it's not it's not the Champions League, but there's there's some really, really good players in the USL, some top top players yep. like and and it's a professional environment where I keep telling the young boys that like when they come in, they're playing against people and even here they're training with people who are fighting for jobs. Mm. Like that's the way it is. And that's the realization of it. Like when you go into an environment and you're trying to take someone's job, that's that's real. Right. You know? Yeah. Team to team too. Like, you know, at this point I think a lot of the teams are eliminated from the playoffs. All those guys are playing for next year. Mm. And that's maybe more dangerous than, than guys playing for playoff spots or playoff seating. Because if you're in, you already know you're in. But if you're playing for your contract next year, you're looking to prove a point. You know? Yeah, you, you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, you know. And ultimately, like especially with the NASL, I know like we have Championship 1 coming in, or League 1. Yeah, yeah. Called now. We, we're not used to it either, it's all right. No, I know. Uh, but, uh, uh, look, I know like that a lot of, a lot of people couldn't get contracts because the NASL fell, right. fell through the roof for right. the last – Last season, not the last minute, but right. obviously now with with this coming in, 
there's going to be more jobs for people. But still, it's, it's difficult. Like, you know, there's a lot of good players out there, a lot of good players that aren't connected with clubs that people would sign in a heartbeat, mm. you know? Mm. And you'll always find someone that will, will do it cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. someone that will do it cheaper. And he might not be as good a player as you, but he'll do it cheaper because he's desperate. Yeah. So people, people need to realise that too, you know? Well, and, and, you know, it's that same spot like I think you were in in 2016 or maybe, you know, USL in general was in where, you know, at the time it was a division three league quality of play wasn't great. No one really knew what it was. And, you know, I think we're about to kind of go through that again with league one. Um, and I mean, hopefully it's not as drastic as a drop as I think it might be. Um, but it's still going to be kind of a feeling out process for these teams to figure out, okay, well, realistically, you know, what level of player can we get or, you know, how good is the, is the league going to be? Um, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's – we'll see. But it, it is nice knowing that there's going to be another league that will hopefully be, you know, successful and around for a while where those guys can get jobs because, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. the worst thing at the end of the day is those guys not only not having contracts with their, their current team but not having another place to, you know, to go, really, yeah, you know, exactly. to land. Exactly. It is, it is tough. Right? The, the, the only thing is a lot of those guys would be – would be people who have obviously come come out of school and stuff like that right. with degrees in their back pocket. That's the only saving grace for some of them. Yeah. Not all of them, no chance. Right. That's just the realisation of the game, you know. So this year, 13, 12, and 8, 47 points. Most wins in club history, most, uh, most points in club history, which isn't a very long history. But if, if anyone was going to talk about it, I guess it would probably be you because you've been here for all three of them. Um. How's that been for you guys? Yeah. Or for uh, for you, I guess. <laughs> and don't just say good, because I know you can. And that would be a totally fair answer. You'd be like, yeah, it was fine. It's great. It's going well. No, no, it is. It's like you said, it, it's going well. It's still... It's still yeah, we're not done yet. It's still going. I picked a bad time. This is, yeah. what, Wednesday before the final game of the season. So yeah. I guess come Sunday night, you could be screaming at me. But yeah, yeah. we'll get there when we get there. I could be, yeah. <laughs> All we've done so far, and like you said, it's been good. It's been really good. You know, mm. but all we've done is given ourselves an opportunity. That's all we've done. So nothing, nothing is, is done. Mm. Far from it. You know, we have business to take care of on Sunday. Yeah. And and we were in this position last year where yep. where that business was taken care of us before before we played the mm-hmm. last game. We went and, and drew the last game. So we were not fortunate last year because we deserved to get in, but we, we don't want to leave ourselves in that position again this year. But I think as a whole, I think we've we've been. We've been very good throughout the year. Mm. I think at the start of the season, I think we started the season well. You know, I think maybe when we played Tampa down there, it was one of our second game we didn't play particularly well. I think, I think then we bounced back because we started against Richmond and we nailed them. Mm. And then we uh, the third game of the season against Nashville, I think we were fantastic with ten men. Uh, like I, I, I missed seven weeks then, and I, I was watching the game. Some of the performances in in that space was yeah. really really good didn't maybe get the results we deserved, you know, and then I think we picked up again then towards the, the middle of the season. Obviously, J- July wasn't a particularly great month for us. We hit a little bit of a, a rough patch and we could have we folded, you know, we could have just gone away and accepted it. But I think August, we, we bounced back and we showed that we, we have a good, good group, mm-hmm. you know, a good group, a good core group of, of 12, 13 guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, 2017, make it into the playoffs. Trying to be nice, you get beat by Louisville. You know, was it 
good for you and, and the rest of those guys and Brendan to get that playoff experience? Or, or you know, how does that translate into, into starting off 2018 then? Uh, it, it fuels the fire a little bit because there's no point, there's no point going to the party and bringing nothing, right. which is what happened. We right. turned up at the party, turned up at the door ready to go with absolutely nothing to offer. Mm. We, we didn't play well, we were poor. We were really disappointed, you know, really disappointed. And it, I think it came off the back of, of the week before where we, we didn't perform against St. Louis, you mm. know. Mm. So that was that was a combination of things. And we spoke about that, obviously, returning this year, that like, there has to be an aim to, to go one better, right. you know. So that's that that's what our focus is. You know, you see the union now who are, they've been to playoffs before, but now they're, they're, they're looking to push for the, for the home playoff. Mm. It can't be enough to just, to just want to get in, even though we are essentially the commas a two team it can't be enough just to want to get in you have to get in and you have to want to make make a statement and make a claim you want right. to take a scalp when you get in there and be like hey here we've arrived like you know mm. and then but when you win one then you get confidence you yeah. know yeah I, i'd love to see i don't know off the top of my head you're the man with the stats but i'd love to see any team that's gone to the playoffs for the first time ever in any league and and gone all the way baby bulls no all right the experience is invaluable when you when you get there for the first time because it's a one-off game. Mm. You're away from home. Right. It was my first experience. I've, I've played in one-off games before, but not not to the extent where it, there was so, you won something at the end of it. Mm. You know, mm. this is you get you get the opportunity to advance around. It's not keep going. It's a it's a cup. It's like a cup. It is right. a cup competition. Right, right. It is, but it's it's just it's a different vibe around. It's the word I think for me, especially in playoffs. It just it just sounds different because I'm not used to it. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, because I mean, you know, in Ireland, what you have your your FA Cup basically, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just go round by round by round. If you if you don't make it, yeah, it, if you don't win, yeah, hard luck. Like, but then the next year you're back in the cup. Mm. There's no 34. It's games it's to get back into the cup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's you not. Know? Hey, play 34, and then hey, if you're good enough, here's what four more. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how how it goes now this year with with the union. Mm. Like, Obviously, trusty is the mainstay, look, but yep. Derek and stuff. How those guys will will use the experience of last year to, to drive them yeah. in in that, you know, because because a lot of the boys as well, like Harris has, has played in some big big games, yeah. played international football, but he's never played a playoff game. Mm. So like mm. players like that, you know. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how that goes. Is there anybody? And I mean, you know, there's the names that I throw around a lot, Fontana and Aronson and obviously Trusty and McKenzie and Matt. And You know, is there anybody that came up through where maybe after their first game you went, oh, that, that kid's got something? Uh, I think all of them showed, showed something. Yeah. Like, showed something where it was like, hey, like they all have different attributes, mm. you know? Like... Mark is extremely calm, composed on the ball, and, and extremely athletic. Trust he's aggressive. Mm. Like he's cleaned up an awful lot since then. Fontana's technically fantastic. Derek's just a monster, <laughs> you know, yeah. who, who can play. Matt, Matt's, Matt's got better defensively, but is an attacking fullback and just wants to get forward yeah. all the time. But probably like Ben as well. Ben, ben has been doing really well mm. as, a, as a solid defender. But it would probably be Fontana, uh, Fontana sorry, it would probably be Aronson. Who's, who stood out like yeah. for me when he came in first like where he came in first and it was like hey like, this kid has got something like yeah. you know because he came in 
him in the start of last season and preseason and trained a little bit and was exposed to it and it was like who who is like we knew of him but <laughs> it was like who is this curly right, right. Yeah. you don't need to worry about him you you should worry about yourself right. he's fine he's fine you know so he's he's been he's been fantastic you right. know and and he's he's such a they're all great they're all great lads like you know but he's he he just bred differently a little bit you know he mm. just he, he understands the game he watches it religiously he's always asking questions he's just I can't speak highly enough of him mm. as, a, as a person and as a player. Yeah, it, it, especially you know the footwork, and I, it's funny just because a lot of other people um, in the media or whatever will be like, "Oh, you know, like you're playing a bunch of teenagers," and I'm like, "Yeah, but like they're they're good, like <laughs> you know, like it's you know when when you get you know one goal allowed or whatever against Tomas or something like that, or you know Aronson puts a goal in, like there's nothing to be ashamed about because those kids are just." You know the the top of the litter in, in one of the best academies in the country. Yeah, yeah, and like, but even 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 like with with Aronson and even with Tomas as well. Like, yeah. You know, it's they're they're very different. It's like they 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 understand the sands the standards that are set here and are set for themselves as well. So like the ones that, the ones that you set up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't scored, and the ones I'm assisting on him. So fair. Uh, I yeah. spoke to him. He's only turned him into key passes. So we've had a few conversations right. about that. Okay. He hasn't put one in off his chest either yet. Oh, yeah. That's that's he, this he, weekend actually. He has yeah, to do that. He has to do that. He's killing me stats. Which is <laughs> all you guys care about. But no, he's even when he's it's all I care about, James. Come on. <laughs> even after when the the big guy Lasso nailed him in that tackle. <laughs> He's been out for a couple of weeks, like, yeah. but he, like, he obviously couldn't do very much. He couldn't train. He couldn't have non-contact. But I know for a fact that he was out constantly all the time, just working with with his footwork. Right. You know, that's that's something that like you can you can feel hard done by and be like, damn, that was my first start of the year. Mm. This time the other, I'm after being hard done by. He right. took it on the chin. He bounced back, and he was he was out like a couple of days later working on his footwork because he wanted to be ready. He didn't want to be so far behind when he came back mm. in. And then he came back in. And within like two days, he was back to the level. If not, if not, maybe a week later, he was back further advanced than where he was before mm. he got hurt. Because that's his mentality. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just goes about his work and just wants to continuously get better. Continuously. Was that a big? And I might be making too much of it, but for you especially, who'd been here for all three years, to see a you know what sixteen, seventeen year old throw himself at probably the biggest defender in the league. Um, was was that nice for you, knowing that these academy kids kind of get it and and that they're willing to fight and and you know play for this pro team that they're not, you know, contractually tied down to or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like I have a different view of that tackle. Like, like sure, I was, I was watching. I, I think he went in and nailed him, and he realized that he was like he's not fair. He's in a player, he realized that he's a lot smaller than him, and he's bigger than him, and he's able to nail him. So yeah, yeah. I think it was a disgraceful challenge. You know, I know fair. he won the ball, but he went through him knowing exactly what he did. Yeah. So I'd like to see him come and try against someone bigger than him. You know, fair. Very, like, it, it was no, he's a he's a he's a big. Forrest is a big dude. I wonder for sure if he's bouncing off Addy like that and training. I bet you he's not. Nah. You know? Yeah. Around bullying 17 year old boys. And fair enough, that's Brendan's in a pro game, so he has to experience that. And we we had that conversation as well. Mm. So he understands that. But now he's he's starting to move it a little bit quicker and see Mm. things. So things like that develop him as a player. You know, Lasso can go around and bounce off people all he wants. But anyway, that's the end of that. (laughs) Not your favorite. No. Fair enough. Um, you, you've always been, that's a really great, thank you so much for the segue. You've always been a very, very non-apologetic 
outspoken kind of player. I don't want to make you seem like the Dennis Rodman of USL or anything. That's a reference for people. But, um, no, I mean, you've, you've always been very candid and very open about, you know, on the field and then even off the field with mental health and, and things like that. And I think given that it's Mental Health Awareness Day today, um, you know, for a lot of people, I think you guys are soccer players. You play a game. That's it. End of story. You know, there's no life outside of, of that, which you know, is fair, um, but I think it's a different relationship that, that you and I have or any of the guys that I've interacted with have because I, you know, I see you guys after games and training and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, how big is it to kind of keep that part of your, your life, the mental health thing in check? And, you know, if, if I can ask, yeah. how have you how have you struggled with that in the past? I mean, I'm, I'm not to completely unleash a can of worms, but, I mean, obviously your, your father passed away. Um, last year, which I'm sure was, was, you know, terrible. I mean, I can't fathom what that was like, but I'll just let you go on whatever you want to talk about. And if you want to tell me to, to, to fuck off, feel free. No, don't be silly. I won't tell you to fuck off. I did it once. I won't do it again. <laughs> you can do it jokingly. I just don't want a serious fuck off. No. Uh, yeah, look, I, I dealt with it before because of the game where I, I was I was too too low because I, I was playing poorly, you know mm. what I mean? And I... It was it was the be all and end all for me when I was younger because I was I was hungry to succeed and I want to do well and I was just I've spoken openly about it because it's I'm not ashamed of it it is mm. what it is you know what I mean and mm. if, if if it can help someone to open up and talk well then uh, I feel like I I've helped you know I was one of the first ones in Ireland to come forward and speak about it and the amount of people that that followed in, in my footsteps mm. that needed help that that spoke to the the players of the PFAI like spoke to the players association where they were able to get help and, and didn't go down that route, which, mm. was, which was fantastic, you know? So I, I just, I was playing at Rovers and I, I, I just, I, I was playing so poorly. And normally when I was, if I play well, or if I play poorly, I'd come back in the next week and I'd, I'd rectify, try and rectify the mistakes and just train as hard as I possibly could. And mm. things had turned, but for weeks and weeks it wasn't happening. I was still playing really poorly. Like things just, just weren't falling for me. So I, I just went and spoke to someone and I was getting really down. I was I was like last in the training and first out and that's mm. not me. Like I wasn't interacting with the guys. Like yeah. it just I went and spoke to someone and, and I got a little bit of perspective put in where it was like I can't get too high and I can't get too low. Mm. I drew I drew on my career if I played well or buzzing if I played poorly on a Friday night and locked myself away till a Sunday like we were mm. training again. So I, I I couldn't continue like that. So yeah. I just got to a level where if we win it's fantastic. If we lose, it's fantastic, but I'm still level-headed all the time, mm. you know. So I, I, I still have some days where, like, I'm, like I'm not a basket case. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not having a terrific day sure. or whatever. But everyone has them, you right. know. Everyone has them. It's just a matter of, of dealing with it and, and moving on. And tomorrow's a new day. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's the way it is. And then I, I, I think last year, with obviously with, with my father's passing, it was that was extremely difficult to take, you know. And and I feel like. It's in all honesty, it, it still hasn't registered with me, and it won't for a while. Mm. I don't know when it's going to come along. Sure, sure. I that's why I, I think I, I put that Instagram post up a couple of weeks ago mm. for his birthday because I felt like I I needed to go there mentally and speak about it mm. because if I start to wander there, I think it's something else because I don't want to go there yet. Right, I'm not right. Prepared and and I have. I have a lot 
lot of stuff at the moment going on, but if I if I start to wander there, I'll backtrack and say no, I need to think of something else. Right, it's, right. It's not the right time. I don't feel and and again, it, it hasn't registered. Maybe it's because I'm here and I don't mm. have memories of him being here. Mm. That's mm. why I love going home so much and back to the house right, where right. I have vivid memories of him there all the time. Yeah. So I think that will come along in in due course. I don't sure. know when it'll be, but w- when it hits me, I, I think I'm mentally strong enough to be able to deal with it. And in fairness to to my old man, he he had us so well drilled from from when my my mom passed when we were when we were younger. Mm. It's you could just got to deal with the cards you're dealt with. You know, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. It it's shit, <laughs> but you don't have a choice. You either you either sink or swim. Right. Yeah. Um. You're not getting any younger. <laughs> Do. Also, okay. I have to backtrack. Hold on. Uh, that was I, a fair statement, though. It it's well. I mean, none of us are right in the grand scheme of things. No one here is getting any younger. I don't know anyone by the name of Benjamin Button. That's fair. Times undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I needed the backtrack. You didn't. You never told me. I don't know if you knew this, but after 2016, that you wanted to leave. And so when I heard that on Hughes' podcast, I went out of my mind. Because um, I, I don't know, you know, who else in this team would I talk to aimlessly? Nobody. Maybe Prosper now, but besides that, anyway. Um, <laughs> how how long? Knowing you, you'd do this until you've exploded or something. <laughs> but I, I don't think, again, that whole time thing is going to let you do that. No, is I'm, is there any plans for post-player James? Yeah. Like, what's what's in the pipeline? What can we talk yeah, about? I'm, I'm, I'm a realist as well. I understand that we're a two-team, mm. like, and, and, and that's the way it is. You, you can't, you're not going to have a 33 or 34-year-old sitting in your two-team, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to go out on, on a whim where I play one game where I don't play for the season. I, I don't I don't want that to happen. But then again, you don't choose when when you finish the game sometimes decides when that happens and right. the circumstances decide. So I'm I'm aware of oh, I'm around the game a long time that I know that like <laughs> things don't work out the way you want them. You may make up a fairy tale and in the top of your head mm. it doesn't work like that. If you do it's gonna end up the opposite <laughs> way. So I, I I know I'm out of contract at the end of the season mm. and things will 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 unfold the way they're going to unfold you know what will be will be I, I'm, I'm not worried I'm not stressing about them I'll, I'll see what happens you know mm. I've, I've taken up a role part time like Richie Graham and Ryan Richter have been fantastic with offering me a, a part time role at the academy mm. as the U11 head coach so I've, I've taken that role on and that's that's time consuming at the moment as well in the evening times but, but I'm loving it you right, know, it's, right. It's, it's new to me I've coached before but it's new having the responsibility and mm. obviously getting Getting exposed and introduced to, to youth soccer in the US has has has, has been has been fantastic. Mm. You know, it's been really really good. So I'm I'm enjoying that, but I don't I don't want to stop playing either. Like I want to I want to continue to play, and I think everyone's aware of that. I, I want to play for for definitely for another year, mm. definitely for another year, and we'll we'll see what happens. But like I said, circumstances don't don't fall out the way you want them to. Yep. Is that is that ultimately where you see yourself then as a as a coach? That's what I want to get into. Yeah, okay. I want to get into. Obviously, I, I feel that I have I have enough experience to help. But listen, I'm I'm playing the game since I'm, since I'm <laughs> a kid. Like, but right. If the game is <laughs> if the game is six miles long, I think I know a half a mile. Right. You know, I don't yeah. know everything about the game, and and the day you know everything is is when you start falling behind. So I'm I'm still learning so many new things every day. Every time I go to YSC and, and train the kids, so. 
I, I just want to concentrate on that on the side and just get better as a coach first before I can start to, to expose myself a little bit more to it. Fair enough. James, thanks so much. Evan, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad we got, yeah. Jesus, 40 minutes about. Was it, 40 minutes? it was about 40 minutes. Yeah, 37. Okay. On the record with you. I know, I know. It's I'll terrible.